guys, welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. I am your host, Camille. And again, I am joined by my friend, Kayla. She has been with me for the past couple of weeks when we talk about um, Christmas movies. And today is no different. We are talking about Next Stop Christmas, starring Lindsay Fonseca, Chandler Massey, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd as well as A Christmas Treasure starring Jordan Sparks and Michael and Xavier. So what did you think of these two movies? I liked both of them very much. Um, I, I, which one are we going to be discussing first? Next Stop. Okay. Uh, with Next Stop Christmas, I really... I. I I mean, obviously Christopher Lloyd is in it because I mean that just gives you back to the future flashbacks. I know. Um, I, there I think a... they did the time travel theme pretty well. Um, yeah. So I have to say, though, how do I say this? Um, I am part of the minority. Like real, real. This minority. is probably going to be the one movie and the one thing because we rarely ever disagree, and this is probably going to be the one time where we do. Well, the thing about it is, okay, there's. I love the throwbacks to Back to the Future and Polar Express. I am a huge fan of both of those movies. Yes, I me love, too. Uh, I even like the like um, Star Wars references they threw in too <laughs> you know like when um ben was asking angie are you gonna pop up as a holiday there was, no, there was a ter- there was a terminator reference wasn't there yeah and then he also okay. did the um are you gonna pop up as a hologram and be like ben kenobi i need your help <laughs> <laughs> you're my only hope anyway um but yeah, so I like the little throwbacks to 1980s movies. Because, I mean, Back to the Future was 1980s. Same with Star Wars. Same with Terminator. I think the first Terminator was in the 80s or 90s. Or yes. Something like that. yes. And Polar Express is 2000s. So. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when that one came out. I, yeah, definitely. I, I was a grown-up when Polar Express came out. <laughs> pretty so much. Yeah, I mean... Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we much. were all adults, but for that movie, we were kids. We're like, oh my god, yes. But anyway, yeah. Uh, but I felt that this is like the third move time travel movie in two months that Hallmark has done. They did um, Love Strikes Twice. Boyfriends of Christmas Past, and now this one. And I feel this movie is more like Love Strikes Twice than um, Boyfriends of Christmas Past, and I think Love Strikes Twice does it a little bit better, mostly because with this movie, there was, like, no direct reasoning why she went back to the past. Yeah, I mean, I do agree with you on there. I'm like, okay, like, they're like, he, he's saying something like she needs to fix whatever. But I'm like, what is she trying? Like, didn't they just explain what went wrong? I mean, yeah. But she, she's sitting there going, I don't even know what went wrong. Right. And she's, yeah. She's like, did, did am I supposed to marry this dude? And is it with my parents? Because then did I cause their divorce? I mean, I'm just in here going. Um, and also, like, she found out at the very end of the movie that she's in love with Ben. I'm like, oh, that's just great. Yeah, so we don't even know, like, 20 years ago? Really? <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> I mean, she knew him her whole life, so she didn't yeah, know But, yeah, and it's like, I did, like, and also they had a little lake house reference in the movie too where she was like 
wait for wait for me at this restaurant in 10 years and i'm sitting there like you want him to wait for you for 10 years what are you gonna do like <laughs> but anyway no but the whole thing was just i just i just feel like love strikes twice did it better especially with the lead couple because i feel like there there was really no scene between Ben and Angie that made me go, yeah, they should be together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean, I didn't feel chemistry. I, I will say that I, I liked the movie, but I didn't feel chemistry with either Ben and Angie or with Angie and Tyler. And I was just like, there was nothing there for me to go, huh? Like, and there was no, I wasn't cheering for them. I'm sorry. I want I want a raw. I, mean, I wanted her to be happy, but I'm yeah. seeing her going. But um, I do have to say there are some hilarious scenes where the writing was just perfect. I and the comedy and the acting was just perfect. Like um, the scenes where she's freaking out about going to coming back from the past, like the the scene with her and her sister, right? Kristen, where um, she's talking about like, this was the best Christmas ever or whatever. So the sister was like, how, how do you know? You just got here and just started, <laughs> you know? And she kept like confusing the uh, was, is, will be, whatever. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, her ten- Tenses are very important in the <laughs> English language. I'm pretty sure in most languages, but I think um, it's important in all of the languages. <laughs> yeah, but yes, but it, it can be confusing, especially if you time travel. <laughs> yeah, um, and then she she's like, you know, it was like that was like the best Christmas ever or whatever, and she then she realizes maybe she wasn't as close to her sister as she thought she was, yeah. or, or something like that. And her, the her, they did the aging up on the nephew pretty well too. Yeah. Um, because kids grow really fast in that time period. <laughs> but the other thing that my other favorite scene is when um the train drops her off at the Santa workshop and she she's there with Ben and the nutcrackers, and they're all just, and she's like, I'm from the future. <laughs> Why can't you come here? Too? And he's like, This is where the Terminator reference comes right. in. Like, and you're here to, you were sent here to terminate me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I'm serious, man. I'm from the future. And, I'm just, and the whole time I'm sitting there laughing. The, I mean, like, like I said, there are some comedic moments in this film that is great and wonderful, but it's just. It did feel like a rom-com to me. I wasn't cheering for anybody. But no, like, I mean, I was glad that whatever she was able to fix, I mean, she fixed her parents. They didn't get divorced or whatever and yeah. everything. But I'm sitting here going, how much of it was really her and how much of Like, it just, I don't know. I was... I, I wouldn't know, though. I still like the movie, but there were things that made me go, hmm... I mean, she kept thinking in the present tense that things were perfect 10 years ago. Her sister and her were close. Her mom and dad were together, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then we, when we traveled to the past, we noticed that there's problems. It was pretty obvious from like the get-go. So I'm sitting there going, how did she notice? How did she not notice this 10 years ago? You know what I mean? Like, was she that blind or was just the time travel what changed the whole past? So it's more I mean, obvious. And she- I can think of myself 10 years ago and I've grown over these last 10 years. So she's obviously gone through med school. She's a doctor. She's a yep. little bit more aware, I guess. So yeah. I mean, and everyone changes over the course of 10 years. Yep. My God. But okay, so... Anyway, yeah, she got so the story goes that Angie is a neurosurgeon at a hospital in York, York, New York. Her family is like telling her, hey, come home for Christmas, but she's on call, so she can't do it. So she goes um, out for dinner with 
a friend or whatever. So while she was there with the friend, she runs into bed and, you know, they're, they're like childhood friends who haven't talked to each other in years. Um, he's now a corporate lawyer as well in New York and stuff. But um, she does it. She's like totally oblivious to the guy. Um, then she catches the train to go back to Yonkers where her, where her, I guess, apartment is or wherever. Um, that's when she meets the conductor, the magical conductor. This is, we don't, we don't actually get his name, but I, this is, um, this is the, you know, Polar Express reference, because even in the Polar Express, we don't get the conductor's name. But the conductor is also played by Christopher Lloyd, who is, for us, 80s, 90s, 2000s, I don't know, kids. <laughs> we know him from as Doc Brown in... in I'm um, a, I mean, I was born in the 80s, but I was born in 89. So yeah. I'm a 90s kid. I'm a 90s kid. <laughs> But um, he was, he, we know him as Doc Brown in Doc, in Back to the Future. I honestly, okay, am I the only one who didn't know this guy was still alive? <laughs> he had died already, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was still alive because I've seen him in other stuff more recently, so. Oh, I, have, I didn't know he was still alive at all, so yeah. I was surprised. And then, um... Angie's mom is also played by Leah Thompson, who is an actress on Back to the Future. Switched at birth. Huh? <laughs> she was also on Switched at birth. Yeah. She also, um, but yeah, she also doesn't look like she's changed. That woman has not changed yeah. in like 40 years. <laughs> oh my goodness. Sorry for aging you, Miss Thompson, but it has been 40 years since Back to the Future. <laughs> Oh, anyway, I and then, um, for those for those who don't know, Lindsay Fonseca also and Ch- Chandler Massey um, comes from the, the soap opera world. Lindsay played was an actress in um, Young and the Restless, and with, and Chandler was an actor in Days of Our Lives. Chandler played the first gay character on um, Days of Our Lives named Will. And ironically, I have a connection to Days of Our Lives. My name is literally pulled right out of that TV show. So yeah, that's where it came from. Kayla and uh, what was the other guy's name? Oh, got it. He has a I don't, I, I I don't his- actually know, um, but my grandmother was a day super fan, and I would go over there at lunchtime to eat lunch with her when I was in college, and it would she would just put it on the DVR, <laughs> watch it later. But no, my name came out of that show. So, fun fact. So anyway, um, when Angie goes to the co- to, to the conductor's booth to get a ticket, she gets a golden ticket. Again, um, Polar Express reference, <laughs> and it's a it's a um, it's a one round trip ticket. Which she was like, "I don't need this. I'm only, I'm only supposed to be going for one way." But he's like, "No, no, no. It's a special ticket." So she goes on the train. Um, and goes to sleep and wakes up to a whole nother train <laughs> that looks pretty beautiful. Much like, very beautiful. That looks really like the inside of a the Polar Express train with the mm-hmm. garlands across the window and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And her ex-boyfriend, Tyler Green, from 10 years ago, who in present time is like this world-famous... World um, sports, sports reporter, reporter or whatever is, go, is in the train with her and so was the conductor and she's like wait what I haven't seen this guy in 10 years oh my gosh this is a phone that I had 10 years ago and she's panicking and starts to realize that she went back in time 10 years and the conductor is like you need to get off this stop 
Shepherd's Ferry, which is the town where she grew up in, if she wants to go back to her time. Because I guess her ticket had magically faded. She only had half her ticket, you know. And so the only way that she could get back to her time was for the um, ticket to appear, I guess. Which again is, is she has no clue what she's supposed to fix to no. get that back. No, she has no clue because the conductor never told her. And again, she didn't make a wish. She didn't do anything like that to kind of it just she fell asleep. That's all she did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I mean that's the thing. That's that's what it was so confusing to me, is like. She didn't see there was any problem, and I didn't see there was any problem. Like, usually they do this whole uh, time travel thing to kind of cure, to kind of, like, fix something that went wrong or whatever. And usually the um, the lead actor or whoever know what went wrong and why, they, why they're going to time travel or whatever. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like Boyfriends of Christmas Past. She knew exactly what went wrong. She knew that it was something to do with her uh, abandonment issues and yeah. why she couldn't commit and everything. This was like, you just need to fix whatever went wrong. She's like, well, what went wrong? Was it my parents? Do I need to fix that? Do I need to fix a relationship with my sister? Uh, is it Tyler? Do <laughs> I need this? to say yeah? She, she, her first thought was, I need to say yes to Tyler because I didn't say, I said no to him. So she was like, okay, so this is the thing that's going to fix everything. But if she doesn't love him, it's not going to change anything. Like, there was a reason that girl didn't marry him. And he was too devoted to his job, so. Yeah. And like, what's his name? Ben was supposed to be the guy. See, this is the thing. It's like, they want us to believe that Ben and Angie should have been together. Whether there should have been like some kind of romantic scenes or like almost some kind of like oh they're cute and they're together and they should be together etc kind of thing going on between Ben and Angie but there was like none of that at all. (laughs) I didn't notice that. I saw if anything Ben was jealous which kind of hinted that he had he still had feelings for her, but like there was no feelings from Angie at all <laughs> until the end of the movie. You know what I mean? Let's rewind a little bit. Um, Tank in the present time before she got on the train, her parents were divorced. Her dad was in Arizona. Her sister was going through an adoption, but had a hard time with that. She had a teenager named Henrik, who has a very, very, who has a really, really good talent in, I don't know, building um, gingerbread houses, (laughs) because that house that he built looked really good, Um, (laughs) right? (laughs) And then, so when he when she traveled back ten years, her parents were still together. Um, her dad was not in Arizona. Her dad was in Shepherd's Ferry. Her sister, you know, she thought her and her sister were close. She did not know until really in the middle of the Christmas that her sister was having fertility issues and stuff. Um, her nephew is like four years old and Ben is um, her not wearing eyeglasses anymore and (laughs) and um, you know still is a family friend who I think was going to law school and still had hopes of being a family lawyer, even though 10 years later, he would be working corporate law. Um, again, we 
you know, she went to the past, stopped knowing how to get back to the future. Like, what do we have to fix? The, everything was perfect 10 years ago. And now I guess she sees everything with fresh eyes and sees that everything was not perfect. You know, her family was having issues. Her dad was like, I don't, I don't even know. I didn't quite understand the issues that they, the kids are gone and they were, they didn't have anything in common. So they started distancing themselves, I guess. Like even in the movie, like he was distancing himself and and, and from things and you're like, oh, I can see, you know, how that happened now. Yeah. And, um, but and when we she finally fixes fixes everything, uh, and she agrees to marry Ben, which by the way, um, like, kind of just weird. I don't know what to say. I mean, the conclusion of the movie is weird, but too. I mean, like we don't. Okay, so that that let's just go a little by little. Um, the parents. Let's go with the parents' problems first. They were having issues. They they were separated. Separated. They, the dad kept wanting to um, go alone to like find the Christmas tree. He did not want to sit with his wife on the couch. He wasn't, you know, that kind of thing. And so, like, Kristen and Angie had this brilliant idea, well, Angie specifically, had this idea of reenacting the first time that they met, which was at Aunt Mert's Christmas party kind of thing, and have them fall in love again now, or whatever. And so that's what happened is that Aunt Mert went and got the Victorian carolers (laughs) um the same and then um also got the same music i guess from when they had their first christmas party and the mom fit in her the same dress that she wore 30 years prior which um wow I mean, like, who who can fit their clothes 30 years later? <laughs> You're right. I mean, that's pretty much my entire life, so I can't really speak for that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom could probably fit her clothes from 30 years ago. I would not be surprised because she's so tiny. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's pretty much the parent story is that Angie, I guess, kind of fixed them back together, even though I don't really know what she did other than say, hey, let's just reenact their first time seeing each other. (laughs) Anyway, um, my only thing that I have to say about the parent storyline is missed opportunity. Leah Thompson was standing right there next to the piano. Why Why couldn't they have had her sing? Like, the girl is a singer. She's like, I think she's a country or I don't know if she did Broadway, but I know she, I've, I've, I've seen uh, Switch at Birth. She can sing. Yeah, yeah she can. <laughs> and so have I. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just surprised. Someone told me that um, the her theory is that Hallmark would have had to pay her more if she sang. And I'm sitting there going, okay, well, then don't sit her by the piano. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> anyone who's been following Leah Thompson would have been like, sing! <laughs> Please! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't hire Leah Thompson and put a piano in the background and her not sing. I mean, this is crazy. Anyway, so um, next... The other storyline is with her sister. Her sister, uh, you know, t- in the present time, um, only had her Enrique, but she was, her and her husband was in the process of adopting, but they were having problems with the biological father, I guess, giving up his rights to the baby. Um, 
so now 10 years prior we find out that she lost the embryos that um, they had for their IMVF treatment. Um, Kristen was like going, it took, it was so easy for us to have Henrique. Why is it, why are we having a hard time now? That kind of thing. Um, really um, very serious, you know, topics with her. And a storyline that, I don't think would have ended up in a Hallmark movie if not for the new change. Yeah. 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 The, the sister also lets, you know, lets Angie know, look, we're not that close. We're not the type of, you know, I guess Angie has always thought all this time that her and her sister were close, best of friends or whatever. And Angie is like, we're not, I mean, Kirsten is like, we're not that close. We're, you're not, we're not the type of sisters that go and tell each other what's going on or braid each other's hair or whatever. So, or have facials (laughs) or like tell each other about the boys or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, they, Kirsten and his, her husband decide to stop doing IVFs and, um, just let it let it be. What happens will happen. Kesara Sara. And that's when Angie tells her, look, you know, there's a little girl waiting for you. It it's gonna take a couple years, but she will be she will be here or whatever. So again, in reference to what happened 10 years ago to the now where she um has is having problems with the baby daddy. Um, also, the storyline with um, Tyler Grant, Chloe, and Ben. I do, I don't even like that storyline. I don't like that was that that whole <laughs> Tyler was her boyfriend. He's a narcissist, in my opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> textbook <laughs> this guy all he could think about was his job and himself and how sports. to get more yeah sports and how to get more famous and yeah. he's like oh i'm just gonna take this job i'm going national and i'm like you do it and you're gonna try to propose to this woman and keep your relationship alive I know. um and, and and you didn't even, he didn't even ask her if she wanted to go to spain for christmas eve maybe she did want to stay with her family um, I know I would have stayed with my family. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think that the thing about it is there is this what is that called? The God. Ugh. But entertainment is mean, like we knew it. okay, in my head, she was thinking to herself, like, you know, Angie was thinking, oh, if I say yes to this guy everything's going to go back to perfect. I'm sitting there going, but there's a reason why you said no. (laughs) You might be, you might be, it might be 100% wrong, but anyway, she tried to say yes. Uh, She said yes to Tyler in front of Ben, who looked very jealous. Uh, about the whole thing, um, even though Ben like was like, "Oh, I'm happy for you. Eat, you know, whatever you want, I'll be there, supportive of you." Tyler um, really proposed pretty much for his job because I guess he got a job offer to go to Madrid or something, and he wanted to take her to go to Madrid. Anyway, um, Ben. Ben hinted something about this snowman jewelry box. He can say that it's between him and Frosty. And Frost, and so um, Frosty, the snowman jewelry box was this box that um, Angie had gotten during the white elephant gift exchange thing that, his, that her sister had found. It took her sister. Oh, 
bad, Kristen. She found the note that, um, what's his name, that Ben had written for Angie years ago and hid it it from her. Now, here's the thing. Was that a bad thing to do or is that a good thing? Because I get what she's saying where, oh, you're with Tyler, so I didn't want to complicate things and, like, have you see this note and go, and you start questioning the guy. But now that you broke up with him, I can show you the note now. But also, I don't think that's really your place to do that. Yeah. I mean, what would you have that would you have think she finally found the note and realized and just like that's just horrible for him because he didn't know that she didn't hadn't no. ever read it no she he didn't know that she, that's he you know she, this is why I did not like this movie so much i I get I mean I get it a lot of people like the movie but it wasn't good in my opinion it was so confusing the ending was rushed there's so many ah anyway yeah yeah you get 10 minutes to the end of this movie and they still haven't concluded her time travel trip right and they had and she still had figured out that she was supposed to be with ben yeah exactly okay so anyway um, she finally figures out, like, Kirsten finally gives her the note from Ben after, um, Angie, like, broke off her engagement, I guess, um, with Tyler, and Tyler went to Spain. Ben, she calls Ben, it's like, I'm in love with you, except the train is right there, so she has to, like, leave her, because her golden ticket is finally full. Um, and she, she's like, wait for me at this restaurant in 10 years today, from today or whatever. So I'll be there, which is pretty much what happened. Have you ever seen a movie Lake House with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves? I think I may have seen it, but I know what you're talking about. So really good movie. Love the movie. Lake House reference right there. Um, but yeah, so she, ca- she catches the train, wakes up, and she's back to 10 years in the future. But it's like a different 10 years from the beginning of the movie. Because seems like her and Ben were together the past 10 years. Yeah. But they still reference Tyler. They still show him, and, and she still looks at it. like Yeah, the poster. Like, oh, he's right yeah. there. He's still there. You know, like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it, um. The sister adopted the baby girl. Um, you know, mom and dad are still together. And Ben proposes to her and kiss Wham Ben go- goes back on a train and you know goes to visit the family. And then we see the conductor hiding behind the newspaper with his <laughs> rice smile. But yeah, the the move. I I know you liked the movie, but I did not like the movie. It was rushed. I mean, I have issues with it, which is why the rate. I mean, I still liked it. Um, I, I I was able to enjoy it. Let's just put it like that. Um, despite all the issues with uh, with it, um, compared to last week where I couldn't enjoy certain aspects of the movies and it made me not enjoy the movie. This was a different ballgame. I actually enjoyed the movie despite the issues. So, oh my goodness. Okay, well, how many stars did you give this one? I give it at least a three and a half. Okay, why? Because I did enjoy it, but I can't say it was a four or a five because those are like when it's easier, like when I actually like them. So I, I can't say three because that's when I start going on the bad side of things. So it's in the middle of three and four. Uh, I, I'm going to get hated on. I have to give this like a two and a half. I just, I, I, it was, it was, the ending was rushed. I was, the, I did not feel any romantic chemistry between the 
main characters. I did appreciate the callbacks to, you know, Polar Express, Terminator, Back to the Future, huge fan of Christopher Lloyd and Leah Thompson. I'm also a huge fan of Chandler and, uh, you know, Lindsay. Um, I love all of the actors and I do find the moments, there were certain moments that were funny and that were great and that were awesome. But I don't think it was enough for me to elevate it to like, oh, this is a good movie because it was just so confusing. By the end of the movie, I was like, okay, wait, what? <laughs> what did I just watch? But yeah. Which, I mean, the promo made it look really good. Like, they yeah. really good promo. And um, so I am disappointed that it I couldn't give it a better rating. Yeah. Um, but I still, I don't know how I say this, I still enjoy it. So. Okay. So that is next top Christmas. Um, the second movie that we are talking about this podcast is A Christmas Treasure starring Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. Um, more Jordan, we know her from American Idol. <laughs> Her, she plays the character Lou, um, Lou Webb. Her, she's a journalist who's wanting to move to New York so she can start writing a novel. And Michael Xavier, he plays Kyle, who is a chef in between jobs. And he his specialty is cooking nouveau food. Um, couple of names that I want to bring up is Nathan Vita. We I had talked to him a couple of months ago when he, we were doing um, Wedding March 6th and Lawson Chambers. She's a pretty popular um, Hallmark actress. She was just on Christmas sale last week. So <laughs> she's back for this week. Oh. Anyway. <sighs> I did. I honestly did not like this movie. I think I enjoyed this one too. So I like the singing. Which, hello, Jordan Sparks. You can't have a movie with Jordan Sparks without her singing. Like, really. Same way you can't have Leah Thompson singing in a in next to a piano without. Her I'm just because they let Jordan sing. You know. Amen on this one. Thank you. I mean, like earlier this earlier this year, they had Ali Bichalka from um, Ali and AJ singing group in a Hallmark movie, and she didn't sing. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so anyway, but yes, um, but I did not. I, I had a hard time talk, like following the movie. Sort of. Okay, so, like, there's this 100-year-old time capsule that they open, I guess. That's that how was it- put in the ground by her great-grandfather, who right. is a co-founder of the town she lives in, which, by the way, uh, I'm sitting here, like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Just... But yeah, there's a time capsule and there was like this beacon lantern thingy. Lantern thingy. And that's in there. And they also find like newspaper clippings, recipes, and her her grandfather's journal. Oh whatever. And so like then they have Taste of Christmas competition, which Kyle would and his aunt enter. His aunt owns like the tavern restaurant thing. Um, so they use the Carolers stew. That's what the that's the recipe that they found in the time capsule and modernize it so that. Um, they win the taste of taste of Christmas competition, I guess. Uh, Kyle 
goes to Chicago for a job, but he didn't get it because the chef and him had different ideas of food, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so he, his aunt suggests to him, like, oh, let's work together, you and me as partners, because she's going to retire. She's planning on retiring at some point. So it'd be a good idea to, you know, help him out then. Uh, we have a lot of authors in our Facebook group. And one major theme that I've seen from several of the authors in the group when they were talking about this movie was, you could write anywhere. So I don't know why she had to move to New York. Other than she was, uh, she felt trapped. I think um, the thing with her was that because her family owned the newspaper, in the town that there was so many expectations that she felt trapped that she had to continue that it wasn't just that it was also like her like you said her family sort of old is the founders of this town right and so like she she's part of the town's royalty kind of thing so like she wanted to like find her own identity outside of this small town, so I guess that's why she moved to New York. But anyway, um, her sister-in-law is pregnant. The sister-in-law gives birth to the baby, I, I believe, Christmas Eve or yes. Christmas Day or something. So they, he was the first baby born on Christmas Eve when they go and um, bury another capsule for someone to open in a hundred years, the picture of the baby was the, was put in a capsule and stuff like that. And then um, also it, um, Lou decides to stay in town and not move to New York, which yay, I took. I, I was thinking to myself, like, I don't, I don't even see her having moving boxes. So was she really <laughs> moving? Because <laughs> I would have thought that if she was really playing on moving, I would have at least, we, we saw some seats of her in her house, right? I would have at least seen some moving boxes behind her and there was none. <laughs> so I don't think she ever really wanted to move. <laughs> and and trying, like, believe me, I... Because I maybe because I've lived it, but moving around the holiday season or right after the holidays is a nightmare because you're still trying to deal with the holidays and you're having to pack too. Um, I'm kind of glad that I didn't actually fully completely move and ended up staying as well. So, but yeah, just the concept of it and trying to pack at Christmas time is not fun. So, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, um. That's pretty much how the movie went. That that's the Christmas treasure. And then they, um, Kyle and Lou, ended up realizing they were falling for each other, and they had the traditional end of movie kiss. Yeah, end of the movie kiss. I think I like this movie. <laughs> the, I mean, like the highlights of the movie is Jordan singing. There you go. I loved her rendition of "Oh Holy Night." And it takes a special set of lungs to do that song justice. Like you really have to hit the certain notes. Yeah, there's like a key. There's like a key change, and there's a high note, so you have to like hold your breath. You have to hold the note pretty hot, long as well, because it's like. So and there's only a few artists. Jordan's one of them that can I've heard do that song and do it. Legit. Yeah. Um, she also did This Christmas, which is one of my favorite carols. Yeah. 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 This Christmas, hang on the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. Anyway. Okay, so how many sessions you get this one? I actually enjoyed it way more than you did. And see, this is what I'm saying. This is the probably the one time where we'll disagree because I did enjoy this movie and I I gave it a, at least four stars. 
I'm gonna suck out everybody's air on this one. I would probably give it like two and a half stars as well. <laughs> this one was not good. I did not like. Um, it was just not memorable. I, I usually, um, I can tell how good a movie is if I am not on my phone and actually concentrating on the movie. You know what I mean? I did not. I kept checking my phone. <laughs> it was like my games. I was bored with this movie. So yeah, I'd give it like two and a half. I'm sorry, you guys. This is just um, the only thing that really kept my attention was Jordan singing. Did not like that was it. <laughs> anyway, oh, um, since you weren't here for um mrs miracle and gingerbread what did you think of those two movies give you i loved mrs miracle like that movie made me actually start shedding tears yeah um loved it i i have to say this is probably going to be the one of the only five star movies i'm going to give um as for gingerbread i loved the infusion of the the root the mexican heritage i i loved that part of it the spanish through the movie um all that stuff to see even the singing in spanish i i love that and i give it about a a four i really did enjoy it i also i me and callie and uh when we were reviewing Mrs. christmas we were like okay we're gonna cry because <laughs> <laughs> it I'm a, you know i'm a foster kid and she's a foster parent so we were we both like had uh, we both and both. I hate I, I couldn't but I was like uh with the fact that the resident came back this week uh and I, I live tweet the resident as it's airing and with my work schedule I just could not record I know that's just crazy let's just say we're, we were busy this week there's just nothing to do and we'll be busy for like up until like the week after Thanksgiving, because the resident's going to have an episode airing up at least up until then. And we're also lining up like four interviews in the next couple weeks. And I still have to work. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've only got a couple days off for like the holiday and that's about it. Well, that's it for this week. Um, the next podcast, I will be releasing this first. Before I do um, Keith, but the next podcast after this one, you will be our interview with the director of Holiday in Harlem, Keith Powell. Y'all like tune in to that to the movie Holiday in Harlem. Yeah, Sunday. Um, we need to talk about what's coming this weekend. Yes. Open by Christmas is sorry, and then um, Amy T. Garden and Andrew Walker's My Family Christmas Street is on Saturday, as well as One December Night, starring Bruce Campbell, Peter Gallagher, Alan Smumford, and Brett Dalton. Also, finally, on Sunday, even though Hallmark has seems like it's forgotten this movie even existed is coming on this um the movie is called a holiday in harlem sorry olivia washington and will adams um we are talking to the director about the movie the interview that we just finished will come out saturday morning so you guys can see you know, listen to what he was like. That, it was a great interview. We got to talk about a lot of working behind the scenes, um, you know, how he was able to keep his cast and crew safe while working um, the movie and things like that, everything. So this is going to be a fun one. I hope you guys listen to our interview and watch it and stuff. It's great. Um, November is National Epilepsy Month and Kayla has epilepsy if you guys click on our um, show notes there will be a link to epilepsy.com also come join our Facebook group 
um, Hallmark fans, Hallmark movie fans for diversity. And again, this is a group that I started that's all about like celebrating Hallmark Stepstones diversity. Um, it's a fun group. We, we talk a lot about movies and TV shows. And also we're probably gonna be including Lifetime in that since their movie start this weekend as well. And they're definitely more diverse. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and you can watch Lifetime on Friendly just like you can with, um, with Hallmark. Lifetime doesn't, is it on Friendly? Well, then I can't watch them. Yeah, no, it's on, on Philo and everything else. Yeah, it's not on Friendly. Trust me. I think I have one on my Hulu because I have Hulu Live. I wish that it was on Friendly, but I'm going to probably have to um, get one of those. What's that called? Um, Fire Stick? Free trial things for one month for me to be. Able yeah, to- Hulu Live has it, I think. Lifetime. Yeah. But that you don't record that. Yeah, you can. Watch it live. Oh, you can? I record the resident. That's how I do it. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, yeah, that's that's it for us this week. See y'all next week. Oh, one more thing. It is Veterans Day. Yes, and thank you to the veterans out there who serve this country and all the countries because Canada, yeah. It's, it's an inter- well, Canada has Remembrance Day for their uh, veterans. Um, yeah, so. And Veterans Day for Americans, Canadians, it's Remembrance Day. So thank you, you guys yes. and gals. Um, anyway, that's about it for us. You got anything else to add? No. We're I'm working good. on like three more interviews. God pray for us between what, now and what thanksgiving now and christmas christmas we might be four or five depending on if we get one more at least one more person to say yes oh my god i would love it if jonathan bennett comes on this podcast i would be so happy <laughs> anyway see you kayla See ya. See you guys. Bye. Bye.